Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing week and the school year is off to a great start for you. This week, I wanted to talk about a topic that actually came from a conversation I was having with a friend. And we were talking about our goals and she made the comment, why is change so hard? And we talked about it a little bit and came to the realization that it comes down to three things that often, if we don't have the right mindset around it, can really impact whether or not we can make the changes we need to make to achieve our goals. And that's what I wanted to talk about today, is what are these things that if we are not aware of how we think about them, or how we show up with them can really impact whether or not we're successful with our goals. So the three things are self-concept, fear, and motivation. So let's talk a little bit about each one and how they really can impact whether or not we can achieve and be successful towards our goals. So the first one is self-concept. And you might think, well, you know, that's, what does that have to do with my goals? Self-concept's highly personal, right? It is who we are at our core. It is who we believe we are at our core. And so some of the things that impact that are the roles that we have, like, you know, who do we believe ourselves to be? So whether that is, uh, you know, teacher, right? Mom, spouse, friend, and how those roles impact what we think we have to do in our lives, right? So how we view them. So you hear that a lot of times um, with parents uh, that, you know, their children's activities or because their um, children are of a certain age that um, prohibits them from being able to reach their goals. So again, you know, who we are, that mindset around, if I'm a mom, I can't possibly get to my goals because my kids need such and such and such. Um, same thing with teachers, right? If in, in our classrooms, uh, teaching is highly personal. Again, we think you never hear somebody say, my job is being a teacher. What you hear them say is, I am a teacher, right? It is very personal. Um, it is who we are at our core. And oftentimes, because of that, change is often difficult because we think about this is who I am. And if you're asking me to change, then you're asking me to change who I am. All right. So just being aware of who we are in self-concept has an impact on whether or not we reach our goals. And part of that is what we believe about ourselves, right? I'm just a person who, if you finish that sentence, oftentimes in relation to your goal, oftentimes you'll find some of the barriers there. Uh, and, you know, for for a while, it was just, for me, 
you know, well, I'm just a person who who can't stick to any one thing when it comes to dieting, right? It, it only will work once and then it won't work a, a, again uh, for me. Or um, I'm just a person who likes things a certain way. So that sounds like it would be too busy for me or it would be too complicated for me. The other thing in self-concept is what we've experienced. So a lot of times what we've experienced are many failed attempts towards a goal, which leads to evidence that we might never be able to reach that goal. And again, for me, you know, in my weight loss journey, that was very true. I mean, I think I listed once that there were over 50 things, um, programs or um, ideas that I had tried uh, before I found success in my, in my goal towards weight loss that was sustainable and consistent and, you know, led to permanent weight loss as opposed to yo-yo dieting. But you can say that too in other areas of your life. You know, how many failed attempts, how many times have you started towards a goal? Um, I have a friend who's a writer and, you know, talks about how many partially started stories that they have. You know, so how many failed attempts leads to evidence. Now, sometimes uh, those failed attempts can lead, if you think about it in this positive way, can lead to ideas of, I have practiced so much, I'm ready to go do the thing now, right? So that actually can help you towards your goal. Uh, likewise, who we are. Um, you know, I am a person who perseveres towards a goal and doesn't let circumstances get in their way towards achieving the goal. So that has a different outcome and leads to goal completion, right? So that's what I'm trying to say is the awareness of our own self-concept can help us be investigators to see what's getting in the way of our goals, um, and the last thing I want to say about that is, you know, a lot of that are our thoughts and our feelings, right? And I'm very uh, much believe that, you know, circumstances create thoughts and those thoughts create feelings and those feelings create actions and those actions create results. Um, and our brain, um, you know, when we think about the primitive brain, the brain is always seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Uh, right? that That's just its job. It wants to keep us safe. Uh, so the more we're aware of the things that we're thinking um, and how those thoughts are making us feel, uh, we'll see what might be getting in the way of our goals. So self-concept, definitely one of the things uh, that we need to dig into and be a scientist around uh, if we're finding ourselves not reaching our goals or thinking our goals are hard, you know, what is it that is getting in the way? Do we have some beliefs about who we are that is getting in the way? Do we have some beliefs about uh, what we've experienced as being evidence either for or against us being able to achieve our goals? So sometimes what happens is you'll uncover that there's some fear there. Right. So as you start to become aware of those thoughts and feelings, what you'll notice are thoughts that your brain offers, because, again, it's, you know, trying to keep us safe and it's trying to avoid pain. So sometimes 
that will manifest in thoughts that produce fear. Like, what if I can't do it? Like, what if I don't have the skill to do that? Or what if I fail? Like, what if I make these mistakes? That could be the most horrible thing ever. So let's not just, let's just not do that, (laughs) right? Thank you, brain, again, for trying to keep me safe. Um, And yet, what if I do fail? What if those mistakes help me learn uh, towards achieving my goal? Brain, my brain likes to always offer, what if it's too hard? <laughs> like, what if I don't have the capacity to do that? Uh, you know, what, what if that, you know, just is that perfectionism coming in again? Because remember what we talked about last week with perfectionism is perfectionism, perfectionism actually is steeped in fear right? So what if it's too hard? What if I can't do it? I don't have the capacity to do that. Uh, Sometimes brains might, uh, your brain might offer, what if it doesn't work? Like, what if I do all those things? I'll do all those things that sound so hard right now and sound like I'll make lots of mistakes. And what if it just doesn't work once I'm done? So that again, goes back to what if it doesn't work? Well, that might mean something about me. And then that goes back to self-concept. Do you see that connection there? The way that we think about what we're trying to do often gives us fear that reflects back to who we are. It's so interesting. The brain, I'm telling you, this brain work that I have learned about um, and that I'm sharing with you to me is just so fascinating. And, you know, I found this to be true in myself. Uh, I think I told you last week, I'm doing a lot of work around fear right now. And the more I learn about it, and the more I learn my own patterns, uh, the more it is helping me towards being the scientist and getting towards uh, some goals that I've set in my life right now. So the other fear-based thought that often pops up is what will others think about it if I do this, right? So other people's opinions uh, can also be a barrier to achieving our goals. And again, other people's opinions come back to a feeling of fear. And the most interesting thing about it that I think is just, uh, I learned and I'm still kind of stunned by it, is actually other people don't care what you're doing, <laughs> right? They might comment. Now, you might have family members that have opinions. Uh, we, you know, we all have opinions about other people and about what they should do uh, or how they should behave. But you know what it comes back to is our goals are for ourselves. And so if we are working on achieving our goals, then other people's opinions shouldn't matter. And yet, we also know that that is what the brain will offer, again, as a way to keep us safe and not be hurt. And so maybe we shouldn't start because what if other people don't approve of what we're trying to do? And other people's opinions can even be like my own kids that I've arranged a carpool for instead of taking them myself because I'm going to go do such and such towards my goal. Um, I'm going to spend a half hour writing or I'm going to learn this new um, procedure or I'm going to go to the gym, right? So sometimes other people's opinions 
are our own kids' opinions <laughs> about us not doing what we would typically do for them as we move towards kind of being aware of our thoughts and questioning what we think and what we believe to move towards our goal. So the last piece that I think has that big impact is motivation. And motivation, you would think, would always be a positive thing, right? We always want to be motivated. If I could just get motivated, I would get towards that goal. But what it turns out is motivation depends on some uh, mindset uh, that helps it be a positive thing towards moving towards our goal. Because sometimes, depending on our mindset, motivation can be something that actually becomes a barrier. And let me talk a little bit about what I mean. I mean, when we approach something that we want to do, a change in our life that might lead us towards our goal, are we wanting to do that out of love and caring for ourselves? Or are we doing it out of self-loathing? Let that sit there for a minute. Love for ourselves because we love ourselves so much. We know this is going to be good for us. We know this is going to bring us joy in our lives. Or are we doing it because we hate where we are so much and we have so much judgment about where we are right now that we feel we have to do this and if we don't do this, then we're just being lazy or we're, we just don't really care about ourselves. Do you see how that feels different? That's a different approach. Sometimes we can, um, you've heard uh, the phrase white knuckling, which is not my favorite phrase, uh, but the idea behind it is you are resisting your way through it. Like you are just doing it to get through it because you think you have to. That's not sustainable, right? That is not sustainable. It doesn't come from a place of love and joy. And because it doesn't come from a place of love and joy, it is really easy to give up on. And you'll find the, the as soon as some barrier gets in the way of you doing that, you tend to drop it. And that's where, you know, we stop and start a lot of our goals. It is because of Oftentimes, we're coming from a place of self-loathing versus a place of self-love. Because self-love brings with it compassion, flexibility, understanding. So when a barrier does get in the way, we can say, oh, okay, well, that's okay because I'll keep doing it here or I'll do that again here. And we make... um accommodations for things that happen instead of making those evidence pieces that we shouldn't be doing this at all. And then that just reaffirms those uh, self-loathing thoughts like, well, you're just lazy. See, I knew you couldn't do it anyway. You never follow through on things. So motivation needs to come from a place of self-love. Uh, and did you hear that a lot of what 
those thoughts can come from is again, that place of perfectionism, right, which we talked about last week. So if you are interested in perfectionism, and you didn't listen to um, last week's episode, go back and listen to it, because really, perfectionism um, plays its role or can play a role in this. So versus, you know, again, um, having to do things perfect versus those little 1% changes, like I don't need to make big sweeping changes. Like motivation can come from, I actually am just going to put on my gym clothes every morning. <laughs> so by next week, I might actually walk out the door and walk for five minutes, right? So little 1% changes versus having to go to the top of the um, ideal state of whatever goal um, you're wanting to do. I was listening to uh, John A. Cuff, who I think I've mentioned before, love him, um, love his books. He has a new book coming out. Um, All it takes is a goal, as a matter of fact. And one of the things he was talking about was when you tell yourself um, every day, like your motivation is only I want to write a book, like I want to have a New York bestseller. When that's your only motivation, it's really hard every day to do a little thing towards that because the, he calls it the rungs on the ladder. It's like, there's the one at the bottom that you step onto and the one at the very, very top where you reach the goal. And what you really need are all those steps in between, right? So I like to think of it more as a staircase. Like what are the steps that lead me towards that uh, ideal state at the top of where I want to be? And so uh, the example that he gave on writing is, you know, I wrote 250 words today. That was my goal for today. That works towards his goal of being a New York bestseller, right? Uh, But it is not the ultimate goal that keeps him going every single day. So again, perfectionism versus that 1% change when we're looking at motivation. So thinking about and being aware of what motivational thoughts do you have going through your mind? You know, are they love? Are they self-loathing? Are they perfectionism? Are they 1% change? Are they want to versus have to? Because that that speaks back to that love and self-loathing. But just that shift in language when I say, oh, I really want to do this today versus, oh, I have to do this today makes all the difference in our brains when we're talking about motivation. So, When we are working towards a goal and we're finding ourselves in a place where we're thinking thoughts like, why is change so hard? I want you to go back and be aware of self-concept, fear, and motivation. And what thoughts do you have going through your head as you look at who you are, what you believe about yourself, the things you've experienced, all the fear thoughts. What if I can't do it? What if I fail? What if it's too hard? Some of those you can answer, right? What if it's too hard? Well, then I've started with too few rungs on my ladder and I need to back that down a little. So do you see how you can answer some of those fear questions to help your brain see, oh, oh, okay, maybe we can do this, right? And then motivation. Where's your motivation coming from? Is it coming from a place of love and caring for yourself? Is it coming from the knowledge that you can make these little 1% changes that are going to snowball 
into big changes that lead you towards achieving your goal? Are you using terms like, I want to do this, I'm excited about doing this versus I have to do this, right? Which again is coming from maybe perfectionism, maybe some self-loathing. Once you become aware of how you're showing up in these areas, again, you can go back to break down the barriers on all of that and create some new habits that are sustainable, that are uh, you have capacity to do, that lead you ultimately towards your goal. I love, love, love talking goals and mindset with all of you. This is the work that I do love. And it is work that I have learned over the course of many years uh, that has changed my life. I am living my best life right now. I live a life full of joy. Do I never have sad days? Do I never have things that happen in my life that frustrate me? No, no. Those things happen because I'm human. I live a life just like you do. <laughs> I have people as I'm driving that frustrate me. Uh, I have things that happen that hurt my heart and make me sad. But I also know, or I should say, and I also know that that's just part of life, right? That's the 50-50 of life. To be able to experience joy, I have to have some sorrow. Because again, I need that comparison. You can get to your goals too. I know you can. Let me know what you think about these ideas of mindset around self-concept, fear, and motivation, and see if that doesn't help you become a little more aware on how you're approaching your goals, and maybe you'll find some of those barriers that are getting in your way. Have an amazing week. I wish you just so much joy and happiness in your life. If you want to learn more about how to work with me, please visit my website, www.thejoyfuleducatorllc.com or email me, Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.